Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. My current writing notebook is a saddle-bound dark blue, measuring 179 by 252 millimeters, made in Japan. On the front it says Notebook in block letters, and then in script, Most Advanced Quality Gives Best Writing Features. On the back it says Since 1987. Can you tell I don't know what to write about this morning? In 1987, I lived in Chicago at 3800 North, as they like to say there, placing everyone alongside Lake Michigan closer to or farther from the so-called Loop. I thought calling the downtown of a major city the Loop was goofy, especially when I was told it was because the above-ground subway system looped around it, the L train. There's all kinds of code when you live somewhere that outsiders don't know. The Lower East Side means something to New Yorkers, or many things, of which I'm unaware. There's significance to San Francisco's Tenderloin, Boston's South End. In my tiny town, if you mention that someone grew up on the Ridge, it means across the South Yuba River on the San Juan Ridge, and then probably that they or their parents were hippie pot growers, or, hello Gary Snyder, poets, or both. I lived here for decades before I met someone from an earlier generation who was raised on a cattle ranch on the ridge and voted Republican all her life. In college-filled places, the polarity is town and gown. Here we call it cowboy cappuccino. In Chicago, I lived four blocks from Wrigley Field, and this was before they had lights, so no night games. People near the park would sell tickets to folding chairs on their rooftops. It was hilarious. I went to some games, but mostly I found out the day's results, walking home from the bus stop after work, through crowds of cheerful or glum faces. On weekends, I'd watch the Cubs on TV and rush to turn off the sound and open a window if some great play was made, so I could hear the cheers in person. This was around the time ATM machines were invented, and the first one I used was on Wrigley Field's outside wall. Back then, a voice spoke to you encouragingly from inside the machine, for some reason in a British accent. I try to go inside banks nowadays to promote human contact. But if I do end up using an ATM, I repeat her words in my head. Please wait while your transaction is processing. I like that please, hallmark of a friendlier century. I'm always wanting to add politeness to the statements of inanimate objects, Gas pumps, for instance. Would it kill them to program yes please and no thank you when they offer to print you a receipt instead of just the curt yes or no? Whatever happened to civility, anyhow? That small gesture would buoy the spirits of people everywhere, even if we aren't buying gas much longer, even if we end up, as I like to imagine, with tiny little windmills providing power from the roofs of our cars. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.